You're listening to a UCD Humanities Institute podcast. This podcast series features recordings of lectures, seminars and events hosted by or associated with the University College Dublin Humanities Institute. Our podcasts are available on Apple, Spotify and on SoundCloud. For more information and to listen to hundreds of podcasts, go to ucd.ie forward slash humanities. In this episode, a paper from Antiquity and the Anthropocene. This online workshop re-examined ancient perceptions of nature, power and power over nature to better understand our current environmental crisis. The workshop, which was organised by Matthew Mandich and Giacomo Savani, took place on the 26th of February 2021. This episode features a conversation between Giacomo Savani and artist John O'Reilly. A video of this conversation, including some images of John's artwork, is available on the UCD Humanities Institute's YouTube channel. John O'Reilly, is, uh, it's really fantastic to have you with us today, John. Uh, as a former graffiti artist, John's early um, subjects were of areas he often painted graffiti in, including non-pedestrian environments such as the railway and abandoned sites. His rec- recent paintings feature monolithic-like environment of asphalt and concrete of fuel tanks, farms, and car parks, describing long pedestrian walks around vehicular infrastructures. So welcome, John. And we are now going to have a bit of an informal conversation about your work. Uh, so just to start, we would like to ask you if you could give us a, bit, a brief overview of your work and your artistic background. Yeah, so I started uh, doing graffiti back in 1993 when I was a teenager, and I did that for about 10 years. and. Uh, that introduced me to uh, explore, like I grew up in, in the city centre, close to the city centre. Uh, so I, even though I always lived in the city, uh, in, getting into graffiti really kind of uh, opened, a whole, like I explored the city in a whole new way, uh, would be like just all kinds of areas uh, all over town, all over the suburbs, industrial areas, abandoned sites, and then uh, I guess what I found really interesting was being in kind of, uh, you know, uh, non-pedestrian kind of areas like and restricted areas, and the railway especially. Um, so when I got into oil painting, um, I first started painting, you know, those subjects to present kind of uh, environments that the, that the average citizen wouldn't see. So... Um, you know, you, you might live, you might just live a few minutes down the road from, you know, the railway or a railway yard or something, but you've never been down there or or there might be certain places, other kind of, you know, accessible places like industrial estates or something uh, and uh, that you've, people just don't see, but some of them are really, really interesting. Um, simply like the railway anyway, when I was younger, I just found it so atmospheric, just, and it's so quiet and there's so much, so much like wildlife and stuff in places like this, um, which is actually the same in in the Docklands or the uh, Dublin Port, uh, where all the container yards are and the uh, uh, petrol tank farms and stuff like that. Like, like what's on the screen right now, they are like uh, they're, they're full of wildlife. It's, they're just amazing areas, you know. They're really interesting areas. You have this intense kind of industrialization and 
there's there's no people there. There's like it's but they're very sparsely populated, but they're total human environments. Uh, yet they have hawks and all these you know creatures, you know. But yeah, um. So f anyway, um, it was just natural to start painting those kind of areas when I first got into oil painting, and um, generally I've 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 kind of. Uh, slowly moved on to it's getting deeper and deeper into the urban environment and uh, um, especially with transport I'm pretty interested in transport as a major theme uh, throughout my work uh, so like um, I had a solo show in uh, 2012 and it was all about kind of like uh, environments that are uh, built to support uh, transport and um, so like you know I, I, I guess like if 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 uh, whoever in you know, if you invent like if a certain technology, you don't always foresee the huge support structure that ends that might be uh, needed to uh, be created to support all that stuff, you know. Um, and with transport, it's a very kind of um, it's a very obvious physical one. I mean, we have car parks and roads everywhere and, and stuff like that. Now, I know there's other technology that are a bit more harder to see, and sometimes the support structures are harder to see. Um, but I think for transport, I, I think it's um, I, I it's it's think it's very interesting, actually. You know, fantastic. Thank you very much. So let's talk a little bit more now about the role of the artist in a time of crisis like the one that we are experiencing now. Yeah. So well, I I guess like um. A lot of us, you know, uh, even though like you can uh, view a lot of art online or in print, um, there's also that experience like going to the cinema or uh, being at a music venue where you're totally immersed. It's a, it's it's just a space for you to be totally immersed um, with the artwork, you know, so you can uh, just temporarily remove yourself from uh, from reality and, and go into this place and really just... Uh, have the space and the 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 calm to uh, to just take in the artwork, you know. Like the the gallery, actually, it's a t such a total like separate subject, but like the gallery itself, like adds so much to a show, you know. Um, but uh, that unfortunately that that's missing at the moment, you know. Um, like I haven't said that now, like. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Van Gogh, but I, I don't think I've ever seen any of his paintings in the flesh. Uh, so, you know, if if, uh, if 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 a painting or other art form uh, that can be enjoyed physically, but if it can also, you know, uh, if it can also transform over different media, I mean, that that's pretty. Um, it shows how powerful it is. But yeah, it is anyway. It is something like I mean, I miss going to the cinema a lot, and I obviously miss going to art shows. Um, because it's just great to be able to go in there and just have to, just have the space to really get immersed in something, you know. So absolutely. So yeah, it's a bit like what we are doing here. It's like a sort of a, a, a surrogate of the real, yeah. the real thing, right? But it's, it can work at the same. It's, it's a different experience, obviously, but it can have, it can have some really positive sides as well, as you were saying. Yeah about the, the paintings that are, you know, even if they are reproductions, they can still be, uh, uh, they can be still be an inspiration, etc. Yeah. So, so yeah, thank you very much. It was very fascinating. Let's, 
Let's now talk a little bit more about the environment. So you, you already mentioned the urban environment and uh, you can actually maybe you, can, you might want to talk a little bit more about that, but can you also give us a sense also of the uh, natural environment? What, it, what, what does that mean for you in your work and your art? Um, like when you say natural environment, you mean like... Uh... Well, the physical environment in general, like the, whatever, so I would say the 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 the, the juxtaposition of the man built and the natural and the natural is very powerful in your work. So I was I was just wanted to if if you could actually expand a little bit on that. I mean I think it's important, you know, uh, that we see when you when you look at your paintings, uh, we see a lot of spaces that are, that are devoid of the human presence. For example. yeah, sure, yeah. So I was wondering, I mean, that kind of empty space what what is the meaning for you i mean i mean what is the the sense that you uh, give to this kind of emptiness in the space yeah so well um as i said when i first started painting these environments um it was coming from uh, that kind of background of uh, being in a place where it, you know say with the railway there'd, there'd be known around there um or abandoned places and stuff but also uh you know, you'd be in parts of the city at night time, so it's quite quiet then. But anyway, I continued on with that because I, I actually do think it's fascinating, um, as I said earlier, where, say, in a more accessible place like Dublin Port, that you can walk around a fair, like, you know, you might not be able to go onto some specific sites, but you can generally walk around the, the you know, the public streets uh, around there, and they're quite empty, and it's just like, it's, it's just all this... Um, uh, it, it's all this like, uh, you know, just total human environment, but just, just this known around. And like, say with Dublin Port, it's like, it, it's all, a lot of that are facilities. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the facilities there are for, I guess they're for transport. I, I mean, there's all those, uh, there's a lot of uh, storage tank farms there. Um, for like uh, fuel, uh, I guess it's oil and petrol, but there's so many of them around there. Um, and it's all for these human kind of, for human uh, consumption and uh, activity and stuff, but there's just no one around there. It's really interesting, you know, but um, it's it, it also like what I, actually one thing that I, I don't know if, it's, if it's really in those, some of those images, but. Um, another thing I'm quite fascinated about, and I put it in a lot of my earlier stuff, was um, overgrowth, uh, especially in like abandoned sites where um, I guess it's kind of like, uh, you know, I guess like that image there, like nature's kind, kind of coming back in there. Um, and a lot of, I think a lot of people at the time, uh, they, they thought it was quite depressing if there was a, a kind of an abandoned area and there's all this overgrowth, but it's it's quite nice. It's just a... Um, it, it's it's a different way to experience like um if you live in a very built up area it's just a different way to experience some kind of uh wildlife because you know we'd be used to a lot of uh city parks and all which are quite uh you know which is good or maintained which is great but it's nice to see something wild and when you do go down to some of the more like kind of side streets of uh in Dublin Port or in industrial estates, you'll see some pretty cool like wildlife, you know, uh, a lot of overgrowth. Um, 
and down on the down on the railway there'll be quite a bit of it because there there's some large spaces down there like really really wide open spaces and uh, which is really interesting as well when if you're in an inner city area which is really built up and then you, you climb over a wall and you're into this like kind of like a urban pasture you know um when I was a kid, like um, we grew up beside a railway, so I, I, as a kid, even I kind of myself, and my friends went down to the railway a lot. And we really liked it down there because it's just so spacious and relaxing, you know. But there's a lot of overgrowth there in some of those large spaces, um, and then like railways, kind of not not as certainly in Ireland anyway. Um, some lines are disused now, um, are not as used as they used to be, and there'd be a lot more overgrowth in those places, you know. Um, so I think that's really interesting, you know, as well. Excellent. Thank you very much. That was very fascinating. Just a very final brief question about yeah. something that you mentioned during our exchange of emails. This idea to read the built environment archaeologically. Can you say something more about it just very briefly? I mean, yeah, well, actually, it's, uh, it's simply it's well, for me anyway, I mean, it's not it's just a very simple way of trying to look at something from a fresh perspective, something that you're so used to something, especially if it's really banal, you know, like to try and look at something that's, that's right there and, and look at it from a, uh, just a fresh perspective. And I guess like if you have a medieval archeological site or something else from the past, you, you know, you naturally just have a detachment to it, you know, but um, it can be hard to detach yourself um sometimes from from like things that are right in your face you know um although like i do think travel is a great thing for that like you know if, if you just go to you could even go to a, another country that has a similar culture to yours but there'll still be things that really stick out and just subtleties in in just day-to-day -day things that are different that really kind of you know um just op you know really opens up your senses a bit to kind of just have that fresh look on things and it, you know if you can try and do that uh, I try and do that anyway with my art that's it's one of my I just would simply like to present something that's banal or marginal and just uh, have it there to just pause for a second and like you know just just reconsider it I guess you know or just try and detach yourself just for a few minutes from it you know <laughs> Fantastic, John. Thank you so much for sharing your art and your thought with us. Thanks. See you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast from Antiquity and the Anthropocene. To access more podcasts from the workshop, check out the Humanities Institute's podcast channels on Apple, SoundCloud and on Spotify.